Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise Podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. And not to be a jerk, but now this leads us to our, our coffee break matchup of the evening because women's wrestling was nowhere near where it is at this time, especially you know, nothing against Sable, but she didn't have a lot of ability at this point in time. And she picks up the victory. Uh, the only things of note here is she kicked Mark Merrow in the, in the junk and powerbombed him on the floor, which she almost didn't get, but I mean, it's still pretty impressive. Mark Merrow isn't small, and Sable wasn't a power lifter. She was like a model, so you know, you got that going for you. And then we have our very first semifinal matchup. Mankind versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Great stuff here. They, these two have always had really good chemistry, especially after Austin got hurt and he had to change his style completely. His brawling style matched really well with Mankind's I'll take whatever move you want, I don't care style. And at, at this point in time, Mankind is dressed in a suit and... Austin takes quick work of that and takes him out of his suit jacket and his shoes. A vast majority of this match, Mankind was wrestling in socks. About midway through, Vince McMahon wheels all down to get a closer look because at this time, apparently, Vince McMahon had an ankle injury that was so severe he needed to be in a wheelchair because, well, well, he's Vince McMahon. And when Austin hits the stunner on Mankind, Vince McMahon leaps from his chair, grabs the referee from out of the ring, and decks it. Now Austin is pissed. Crowd's mad. Vince is, ha-ha, you're not going to win, Austin. I'll do anything. Promptly gives Mankind another stunner. Oh, no, my God, here comes Shane McMahon, the very Shane McMahon demoted to referee by his father because he sided with Stone Cold Steve Austin and gave him a five-year contract. Stunner. One, two, no, three. Shane does not count the three. He gives Austin a big old middle finger, two of them actually, and now Austin's super pissed, about to beat Shane to a pulp when the pre-corporation, because this whole thing is a prelude to that in this tournament here, attacks Stone Cold Steve Austin to the point where he has to take three counts, no more. Austin's done, eliminated from the tournament, which gives Mankind a finals matchup for the WWF Championship between either The Undertaker or The Rock. He's got a lot of history with Undertaker. Maybe he'll, maybe it'll be Undertaker and Mankind in the finals. I'm just kidding, folks. Most of you listening to this probably know what happened. And when when we come to the the Rock and the Undertaker, it's pretty much a brawl more than anything. I mean, the Rock's never been super technical, and the Undertaker hadn't made that switch yet. He was still just kind of the dead man doing his thing, being big. He didn't switch it up until the, the Kurt Angles of the world came into the WWF. And once again, th th this match had more uh, storyline to it. 
you know, the whole night they were trying to screw Austin and, and they pretty much succeeded because they finally got him eliminated from the tournament. And they've been trying to do that to The Rock all night long. They just haven't been able to do it. Uh, earlier in, in Ken Shamrock versus The Rock, you know, Bossman came out with the nightstick and that's how The Rock won. Now, due to holding down the leg, you know, when Paul Bearer earlier held Kane's leg down, now Kane comes out and Kane chokeslams The Rock causing a disqualification and so once again the rock the people's champion moves forward in this tournament which continues the kane and undertaker storyline there's a theme to this episode folks it just if you haven't caught on storyline 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 so after the choke slam and the disqualification we now have our final set it is the rock versus mankind and this match is very important to the next I'd say year and a half, two years for them, for those two, maybe even longer. This may have been one of the most important matches these two ever had. Um, yeah, eventually they have you know matches with higher stakes, but this really started the rivalry and animosity between The Rock and Mankind, Mick Foley, whatever you w wish to call him, because he ends up being all of those things we have another not so much coffee break match but i do believe this is one of the earlier attempts at a uh, multi-team tag match you can see the pieces in this match that have led to wwe being i want to say the best at doing these multi-team matches this was a really big precursor and it was a little disjointed there wasn't a lot of cohesion but there were pieces that you could watch them and and see now that oh okay that's came that's how they figured that that's where this started it wasn't a bad match there was just it just went like i said there was no cohesion you know and eventually the outlaws after the road road dog took a lot of punishment in this matchup makes the the hot tag to to badass billy gunn and he hits the famouser before it's called the famouser one two three and i mean and, and so one of the things is like mosh is fighting mark henry in the ring badass billy gunn pins thrasher and mosh is in the ring though like he he could have broken that up and, and that's what i mean like it was there wasn't a lot of cohesion and but you could see that everybody could have learned a lot from this match not just the guys in the ring but anybody that watches the tape to learn you can see like oh that was a big mistake but here this there's some good parts in it too and now we arrive at our main event the rock vs mankind for the then wwf championship this match would start a brutal feud between these two competitors and a lot more mentions of how much vince does not want the rock to be his wwf champion this match was a, a like i said a big part of what started the year-long feud between the rock and mankind multi-year feud and it was a small taste of how brutal these two were and how close in the back that these two probably were because if anything that i've noticed in professional wrestling is when you wrestle one of your close friends it's pretty brutal when I wrestled, I had my best matches with my best friend. Um, so th there's more trust, so you take more chances, I guess. This was a very big precursor to, to where they would go in their I quit matches, last being standing matches, empty arena matches. You know, they did the, the spot where Mick 
McFoley picks up the stairs, tries to attack the rock with it. The rock hits the stairs with the chair, and instead of dropping the chairs off to the side, Foley takes the bump and has the stairs on top of him. And the rock proceeds to hammer the stairs, hammer the stairs with mankind under them. And then after that, just a good old fashioned unprotected chair shot, courtesy of the rock on McFoley. We'll see a lot of those over the years, just between those two. And another thing I noticed about this match, I really think that, um, that Mick Foley is the reason why tables are, are a thing. Like you look back at King of the Ring 98 and then you take look at this match where he takes another table spot. Like I don't try to remember, but I was a lot younger back then. I don't recall a lot of table spots until Foley started going through them all the time. And then after the, the table spot where Mick Foley misses the rock, he tries to give him an elbow drop from the middle rope and he completely misses and hits the table and the rock dodges out of the way and they get back in the ring and the rock finds himself in the mandible claw the mandible claw but he fights out of it after the old attitude era let's do the three arm drop see if he's passed out instead of just calling it i'm glad they changed that nonsense he hits the rock bottom goes for the pin one two no 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 mankind kicks out and then totally out of like left field the rock throws Mick Foley, Mankind, in the sharpshooter. And Vince McMahon calls for the bell. What's going on? What is going on? Is what I was thinking when I was a child. Like, what? I thought Vince McMahon hated this man. What just happened? So, a little background. This is a little ha-ha, hee-hee from Vince McMahon to the fans and Bret the Hitman Hart uh, because of the actual screwing of Bret Hart at Survivor Series 98. Uh, and, and it was really... I did not not see it coming. I remember being so mad both when Shane screwed Austin and Vince screwed Mankind. The entire show was one big storyline at the time had this wrestling fan shocked, disappointed, angry, all the emotions that professional wrestling can elicit at any given show. Truly really miss watching Austin dropping everyone with stunners, and I'll be dropping a stunner of my own with another episode of the Bruce Cruise Podcast, where I'll be talking the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho and AEW, plus the X-Men storyline, the death of Wolverine. You know what I'm gonna say, but I'll say it anyway. Hit that subscribe button and give me a rating and feedback if you feel the need. And stay tuned and connected for more of the Bruise Cruise podcast next Thursday, January 9th, 2020.